Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. Super excited to be here today. I am here with Jamie. Say hello to the world, Jamie. Hello to the world. Oh, that's Jamie's intro to the world. Um, so th this is a really exciting one for me. Uh, I really enjoy all of my podcasts, obviously, but I was super excited about this one. Um, I found you through actually a bunch of different connections with people that I have talked to, Instagram channels that I follow. Um, and, and I was just kind of scrolling through, and I always like to look for you know, people that maybe branch off of other people that I've talked to and, and just good humans that I connect with. And I came across your profile, and like, eight or nine different people that I follow all follow you. So that's kind of cool. A little uh, bit of humble brag on your part there. Um, that's, that's really sweet. Because you're not unpopular. You have 103,000 followers on Instagram. So a little bit of brush your shoulders off there. Uh, yeah, right? Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, you have almost 2,200 posts. So obviously you have quite... Um, you know, kind of an extensive personality. I like to say personality through Instagram because, you know, it's a version of ourselves. But um, just to let the world know, um, your Instagram is jame91. That's J-A-I-M-91. Um, in case you want to get up to 104,000 followers, people can join you. Um, and you describe yourself as a fitness mindset development um, kind of coach, um, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And particularly focusing with helping the LGBTQ plus community with anxiety and improving confidence through fitness. I love that. That's a nice summation, I feel like, of what you do. And then I kind of deep dive into your account more, looked into more stuff about you. And yeah, you just kind of seem like an awesome human. So thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Adam. I appreciate it. And again, I said this at the beginning offline, but you deserve to hear online that what you're doing in the community for whom you're doing it is, uh, I hopefully, uh, eternally grateful. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I really appreciate that. Who is the dog? I, I love dogs, so who's the dog? This is, this is Fran. Oh, my gosh. Look at that face. All right. The rest of the world, I, I apologize. The rest of the world, you cannot see that dog's face. That is so cute. I love you the ears. You have to go to my Instagram to see it. Yes. Go check out the Instagram. I love those dog ears. That's so cute. Um, so 103,000 followers. You cannot get to 103,000 followers without starting at one. So tell me a little bit about that journey for you. Um, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about, either your personal journey, your kind of fitness, your the mental journey, or a combination of it all, oh what God. has been the journey like for you? What an overwhelming question. I'm well, um, you yeah. know, it's a big, it's, I knew that was going to be a big question for you because a lot of people I talked to were just like, oh, I'm just a whatever, per they don't have 103,000 followers. I know I keep going back to that, but that's a substantial amount of people. Yeah. So, you know, when did this kind of journey of you kind of begin? So, so my Instagram journey is, is a little bit different. My first ever post on Instagram is a photo of a black Michael Kors watch with a Valencia filter. Because back in the day, there were only five filters. There's Valencia, X-Pro, and like a couple others. I know and the Valencia filter well. I've used it. Oh my God, it's aggressive. <laughs> it so, is. And I guess what I wanted my statement to the world to be at the time was that I'm a baller. I yeah. can afford a Michael Kors watch. Now, what? say what you want. But like at the time, I wanted everyone to know who they were following. It was good. Wow. What a difference my life and my Instagram and my entire mission is from when I started Instagram. Because 
I don't want people who would want to see the next watch I was going to get. I don't want followers, friends, clients who are interested in the next car I'm going to get. For the record, I drive a 2018 Honda Civic and I don't own any more Michael Kors watches than those that I purchased in 2015. Um, so that was your first Instagram post, 2015? That was my first Instagram okay. post, yeah. And then from there, it kind of went to my body uh, because that's then how I wanted to be known and defined. And then I'm like, who am I? What am I? And what's happening to me? Because even, even though I posted it, the Michael Kors watch, it didn't feel authentic. Felt like yeah. I was doing it for Instagram. And then when yeah. I would just post my body, that didn't feel like it was for me. It felt like I was just doing it to get likes. And now I only do it for the response it's going to get. I only do it to make sure at any given time I'm entertaining, educating, or inspiring. And that's it. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So you started with a watch and you were like, this is cool, but this is not me. Um, yeah. you're, you're authentic you. Um, where was, where was the shift for you when you said like, okay, cool. I have some followers. And then it was like, wait, what is happening right now? Cause there's always that shift. I, I recently, um, let me go. I promise you, this is not humble brag. This is just fact of life. You're about 17,000. Yeah. Yeah. Re thank you. Um, but yeah, that happened. And I'm like, where did that, I, I got all these notifications and it was like, in, in a couple of days, I had a few thousand more followers and I went, what, what happened? I, I don't know what happened. Um, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to have some pretty cool people like, you know, repost my stuff. And, um, you know, Sonia Deville from WWE, like, did a shout out to me. And that really helped on, you know, so cool stuff like that. But it's like, for you, when did that start to happen? When did you kind of say, like, okay, people are kind of watching me because when they are and they're listening, yeah. it's like, for me, it's like a two-part thing. Oh, this is really cool. But also, okay, there's more responsibility here now. Like, people yeah, are paying attention. Not hundred percent. Yeah. So there are, I think two different shifts. The first one was, um, when I got a job working for Canada's biggest bodybuilding magazine, um, oh, okay. I was their online editor and then I became their editor in chief and it gave me access to people like Dana Lynn Bailey and CT Fletcher and all of these big names in the fitness industry, because I would have to be at their photo shoots and I'd be the one interviewing them and I would be at all yeah. of their competitions. And then, you know, eventually these people end up in, in your phone and, and you go back and forth with them. So the magazine gave me, uh, well, I needed it, but it gave me leverage on social media because when DLB tags you in a post, people follow that person, right? Yeah. Similar, similar to you. When people with a bigger following tag you in something, you now have access to like their funnel and their channel. Now the, the problem was, but it wasn't a problem, I saw my followers come in and exactly what you said, Adam, I said, I now have a responsibility to Dana Lynn Bailey's followers, yeah. right? Cause now we have us in common. So what am I going to do to serve them? And I had to start putting out more quality content and I had to start putting it out more consistently. And I had to start serving cause that's what Instagram is for me. It's, it's a service. I just start serving more people. Eventually I started getting clients out of it because I do have a kinesiology degree. I do have a personal training diploma. The magazine said, you can't, you can't have a side hustle. You are the editor in chief of a magazine. You cannot also <laughs> be training people on the side. You have to make a choice. And oh, I did. Wow. Right. So now wow. I said, okay, I no longer have DLB. I no longer have CT Fletcher. I know, right. I didn't have their yeah. channel anymore. 
So what was I going to do with mine? Now, at roughly the same time, Katie and I got married and I could not legally work in the U.S. Go ahead. Now, when, when was this? When you got married? 2018. Tw thank you. We met in 2017. We got married in 2018. Okay. All right, cool. Just for context, continue. Yeah. So it's re actually relatively recent. Like all yeah. of this happened relatively recently. So um, wasn't allowed to work legally in the U.S. because I was still... I was neither a citizen of here nor there. So I couldn't make money. So what did I do? Wow. I added value. I just kept posting and, and responding to DMs and starting conversations and opening up doors and trying to do a lot of podcasts and interviews because I was not allowed legally to take clients. So my only option was to get a bunch of people hot for me so that the second yeah. I was allowed to train, everyone would be hungry. So providing value, educating, entertaining, motivating. And then when I was ready to take them on, they were all like you. Wow. Um, talk about a game plan. I love that. Um, take me back to, I have to, I have to kind of unfold this. You, you have this huge role, um, with this, um, huge company in Canada and they say you can't do both. So you have like this really cool thing that you're doing and this passion of yours. And you said, well, I chose, and clearly we all know which one you chose, but what was that process of choosing like? Was it a quick process? Were you up all night? Was it multiple weeks? Like, what was that process actually like of you making that choice? Uh, it was, uh, oh my gosh, I forget which famous author said it, but the expression is gradual, then sudden. Yes. So, right? So it was, the magazine was making me very unhappy because I didn't want it's a, I mean, if you look at Flex Magazine, and I'm not calling these people out because they do make a people better, but every magazine cover looks the same. It's shredded yeah. abs fast. It's big biceps in three days. It's tone. And I'm like, that's not the direction. That's not the direction. Bodybuilders are the most unhealthy of all of the athletes in all of the sports. And, and it was so, again, it goes back to this theme of like incongruence in my life. And, and not being authentic. And the more I would write these articles, the more a little part of my soul would die. So when my immigration lawyer told me that I have to make a choice, it wasn't even a choice at that point. Because it, it had been gradual, and then it was sudden. Wow. Um, that's amazing. Uh, I, I haven't really spent a lot of time reading a lot of fitness magazines and stuff. But you see that you see, I feel like you see one cover, you see them all. Um, they all talk about the same thing. They all look kind of the same. Um, it, it's kind of, you know, like, like I said, when you see one, you've seen them all, but yeah. I love that line. I actually talk about that line. Um, and I'm sure that I misquote and everything, but you know, you can, I talk about a lot of things about that. Like it happens very gradually and then all at once, yeah. um, yeah. and the way things happen like that, it's very, it's very jarring and it can be jarring in a very positive way, or it can be in a very negative way, depending on how you use it. Um, and it seems like you used it in a pretty positive way. And I love how you kind of built that, that need and want of, of you, your brand and who you were. And then it was like, boom, you, you had people, right? Yeah. Um, yep. so for you, which one, I don't want to say which one do you experience most with, but obviously you, if, if anybody checked out your Instagram, um, you know, the fitness, the physical fitness is huge for you, but you also talk about the mental and the psychological and all of that. So um, why did you feel like that had to be 
part of it. Like, you know, obviously you're in really good physical shape and you can teach that and train that and all of that kind of stuff. Why did the mental become just as important for you? Well, because I was struggling with anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd spent from 11 to 21, both in an eating disorder and overcoming it. And then in and around, I'd say age 29 is when I, I started to get, uh, anxiety and then it peaked. And now it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's on its way out, but it rears its ugly head less frequently. But again, going back to this giant theme of my life of not doing things that don't make me happy and only doing things that are congruent with my values and my mission. If I didn't talk about my mental health struggles, I would not have been authentic to myself and to my audience. And it was the best example of guys, if I can do it, there is no reason you can't do it because I have been completely immobilized by an anxiety attack, but I also have a six pack. Right? Like, th- th- this is a good thing. This is the kind of trainer yeah. you want. Nothing comes easy to me. I have to leave my training sessions too because I am crying. But I still follow my macros that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I do. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, first off, thank you for being willing to talk about that because I think we help each other by being honest with ourselves um, and by talking to each other. And, you know, part of it's sort of an ironic thing. Part of anxiety is talking about your anxiety, right? Um, You know, so it's, it's quite an ironic thing, but we now live in a world and we are developing a culture of you're not alone. Um, You know, something that you suffer with or something that somebody suffers with, you know, you're going to sit at home at night and say, I'm alone. I'm by myself. Nobody understands me. And then you hear somebody else talk about it and you go that that's that's how I feel. That's what I experience. And then you go, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. Um, And so I think talking about those things is incredible and it's brave and it's needed in society. We need to just stop with this because there it still exists in places. This whole notion that like, well, you need to be invincible. And if you're not invincible, you need to pretend you're invincible. Don't show weakness. And that's such a toxic way of thinking, Um, you know, because we can only get stronger through, you know, our vulnerability and, and allowing others, you know, to be vulnerable, too. So thank you for like talking about that um, because it doesn't go away. Right. Like I've experienced it. it doesn't, you know, like you said, you have a six pack, right? You have 103,000 followers on Instagram. Like you're successful. You have all of these things, but you still struggle with anxiety. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it, these things, you know, you can have everything in the world, but we still have these struggles. And I think talking about it is really cool. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for creating a safe space. Thanks for, I don't know, just being someone I feel like I can trust inherently. Yeah, uh, it was funny. As soon as we got on here, you like said hi to me. And I was like, Oh, I like you immediately. Like, I like your energy. I know. I was like, I like your energy instantly. Um, I had another podcast where I actually talked with uh, Katina Eats Kilos. I don't know if you've heard of her channel. I haven't, but now I'm yeah. Like so she's it. now a competitive eater, like a competitive food eater. Um, but she used to be a, like a professional bodybuilder. Um, so yeah, her channel's Katina Eats Kilos, and she talked to me also about things about you know going from the world of like competitive bodybuilding, and she talked about like the unhealthy eating and stuff like that, yeah. uh, which was really interesting. And she said sometimes like I feel like I eat healthier now as a competitive eater than I did as a bodybuilder. Like I actually eat healthier. Yeah. 
which is like so ironic and weird, right? Um, But she was amazing to talk to and getting her insight into things and just hearing her thoughts uh, about a lot of different stuff was really cool. So um, in part, that's why I was like excited to bring you on. Um, And then I started looking at your channel and, you know, all the things that you're involved with and your positivity and, you know, your kind of focus and drive and dedication on Instagram. And one thing I want to talk about that I I enjoy talking about in particular with people that have a lot of followers is um, your kind of public persona on Instagram and with your coaching and all of that. Is that very close to how you are on a daily basis or is it more of like a inherently like I need my job is to push you and train and motivate and inspire um, is, so is it pretty close or is it like, okay, Instagram is how I am in one way, but like when I'm home, I'm a different way. It's so interesting. I was just telling Katie that I learned in a book yesterday that, uh, personality comes from the Latin word persona, which means mask. Yes. Yes. Really every personality, we, we, everything is a mask. Everything is a mask. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, then the reason that I decided after the Michael Kors watch fiasco of 2012, um, as it became known as, uh, the reason (laughs) that I decided to only be myself on Instagram is so that when I would either meet a follower in real life, which happens frequently and I love it, or I would get a client from Instagram, they wouldn't be surprised or disappointed by the person they found this way. I don't have to fake it in front of Instagram and not fake it on a a compatibility call or not fake it on Instagram and then try to show up on the call as a different person. It's they get Jamie Filer that it's not Jamie 91 and then they get Jamie Filer on the phone. They're all Jamie Filer. I love that. I think that's amazing because I mean, part of at least how I would view it from your side is, you know, you want people to be able to have, you know, a comfortable space to reach out to you. So if they do that and they get a complete opposite of what they're expecting, that's going to be really jarring and immediately make them like not trust you. Yeah. 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 But instead I've hopped on calls and like, like maybe three minutes in, they'll start either crying or laughing hysterically. And I'm like, what, what's happening right now? And they said, I can't believe you called me and I can't believe you're you on the phone. And I'm like, that you're just who you are. One second. I'm trying to get your business. Like, I'm yeah. trying to get you to train with me. I have to impress you. Don't go all like fangirl on me. I want to train you. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 That's really funny. Um, I, I love that. Um, this is, you know, those are the examples when social media can be very positive and very supportive. Um, most of the people that reach out to you, um, you know, through maybe your, your Instagram and through social media and stuff like that, the people that reach out to you, um, are they typically looking for more of kind of like the positive attitude, the inspiration, the mindset, are they typically looking for more of the physical or is it really a combination that they want both? I would say, man, tough question. I would say, shoot, maybe 65, 35, 65. They're like, not interested in what you're selling. Totally cool. Respect it. You got to make a living. I'm just here because I struggle with anxiety too. And your shit seems together. Really? And then 35% are like, I don't want my anxiety anymore. I want to look like you when you grow up. And how do I also have a relationship like you? And I was like, okay. That's wow. Yeah. Does that, because, okay. So another thing that's very interesting to me uh, about you is that your persona 
um, you know, I like that word. And since we're using that word, your persona and your Instagram and everything is, is your business, but it's also your life because of, like you just said, like, oh, I would love to have a relationship like yours and then look like you and everything. So it's not like somebody is going to see a therapist, right? And the therapist doesn't tell them anything about themselves and it's just professional or you're going to a gym, you know, once a week and you're just getting a training. Like these people see you on Instagram. They know about your wife. They, they know you have a dog. They, they know where you might vacation. Like it's a much more personal thing. People are reaching out to you as a person rather than just the service that you're offering them. Right. right. Um, so how does that change things for you? Um, you know, when it immediately starts off as personal and that kind of wall is knocked down, like, um, have you become friends with people that you worked with? Do you just keep it strictly professional? Yeah, um, like, no, how, does, how does that work? That's a great question. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, whenever we're in New York City, we hit up one of my favorite clients who's now a friend. Um, there's one of my favorite ex-clients who lives in Des Moines. And nobody wants to live in Des Moines. So she's come to Tampa, like, three different times. What? And that's so us. cool. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anyone else? But yeah, I mean, typically, like, if you've been working with me for a year or longer and you've gotten to know Katie and she trusts, because she's my gatekeeper. And yeah, if, yeah. if Katie trusts you, then we can hang out in real life. I love that. Um, I've become friends with some of the people that I've interviewed on my podcast. So yeah. I think that's really, really cool. Um, so much so that um, I'm very proud of this, but through Only Human, um, you know, who I love that company, yeah. um, you know, Shep from Only Human, who does a lot of their Instagrams and stuff. Like I'm, I'm buddies with her. I text with her and we're friends and um, I consider myself very lucky to know her because I think she's just a phenomenal human. Um, you know, uh, and it's really neat when you can find people and you go, oh, yeah, you know, this will be a cool podcast or this will be, you know, a cool client to have. And then you're like, wait, did we just become best friends? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. That's a really funny thing when you can meet people to connect with. But I, I've always thought about it in a way of when you put out your authentic self, when you are just who you are and you put that out there and you connect with somebody, you're connecting in a real way. You're connecting in a this is who I am. This is who you are. We're both allowing ourselves to be vulnerable for whatever reason. And when you make that connection, it's a real connection, you know? Yep. Um, and, and I just think that's an awesome thing. So um, I appreciate you kind of going through that and taking me through your, your kind of past leading up to now. So let's talk about right now. Like, what do you have going on right now? What, I know you're involved in a lot of different stuff. So, like, what, what do you have going on right now? What, what's kind of actively happening for you right now? And is there anything coming up in the future that you have going on? I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. Um, oh, that's fun, though. I like right? that, the mystery. Yeah. So I think I think fitness will always be an aspect of my life. I think I will always be an online personal trainer. Um, I've also, though, realized that I'm really good at business coaching. And so I started okay. working for my business coach as a mentor. And now the reason I like business coaching specifically, Adam, is because... Yes, I have 103,000 followers and it's awesome, but I don't have 103,000 clients, right? Obviously. Exactly. Huge difference. But if I can coach other online trainers and I can teach them to do it in a humane, uh, helpful, service-driven way, impact-driven way rather than income-driven, then I feel like a part of me gets to go to each one of their clients too. So instead of me needing my own clients, I get to like know that 
the trainers I trained impact their clients the same way. I, I love that you're about the ripple effect. I think yeah. that's really cool. It's an unselfish way to live. Um, and I think that's really cool because I, I still, I know a lot of people that are still like me, me, me. I just need to make the most money and I need to be the most focused on me. And that's just not the way to do things. Um, you know, you can't say that you're in the game to help people if you're not actually interested in helping people. Um, you know, and I think it's cool that you are helping people mentally and physically. I think that's really amazing. So, um, you know, kudos to you for being you. Um, another question I have to, to get to this aspect is, you know, the things that you kind of dealt with and, you know, um, image and, and anxiety and all this kind of stuff, you know, when you made that decision to going back to making that switch from, you know, Hey, you got to make this choice. And you made that choice. Did you ever regret it? Did you ever say, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work? Did you ever say, I'm going to fail at this? Why did I do this? I walked away from this thing that I had locked in. Like, did you have that? Or were you like, you know what? I made my choice and let's go. I think it was, I mean, the only other time I felt that sense of relief is coming out. Wow. It's the only other time I could say, well, I was living this way and it, it was I was surviving, but I wasn't thriving. But the second I shed that skin and the second I stepped into everything I could become, everything got better. When did you come out, if I can ask? 2016. Okay, yeah. That's, it's, it's pretty amazing when you step out into the light as authentic, you know, who you actually are. Yeah. And then you can just kind of breathe and you're like, oh, look, a weight has been lifted off of me. That's yeah. it. And it's at that point, And when you actually feel that way, rather than still being scared, that the money comes, the perfect relationship comes, the nice house, the great opportunities, the, the friendships that last forever, then they start to come. You don't chase the money. You don't chase the wife. You, you chase your happiness. And then those things come. Oh my gosh. Just as a heads up, I'm stealing that from you. Uh, for the future. Um, I'm making it known to the world right now. I'm stealing this from Jamie. Uh, you chase your happiness and then the rest comes. That's amazing. I don't know if you stole that from somebody, but you should write that down um, if you haven't, because that's like, I'm going to keep that with me. I, I have had a lot of people on my podcast that have said things that I've written down and that I keep with me. Um, and that when I'm struggling myself, I go back to them and I'm like, look at these people who went through a struggle themselves and they are doing their best thing and living their best life. So uh, that was pretty awesome. Thank you for that. Um, well, you you talked to me about your past. You talked to me about what's going on right now. You have quite an interesting story. You have an amazing Instagram. Um, you know, and I just, I have drawn like a lot of, uh, just to be perfectly frank, a lot of like inspiration from your account. I love your account. Um, I've gone through your kind of link tree and all the different things that you have going on. And I encourage all of my listeners out there, as I always do, uh, check out Jamie's Instagram. Um, it is J-A-I-M-91. Um, and I just think, um, you know, what you do is inspirational and really beautiful and supportive of just humans. And, you know, we need more of that in the world. So thank you for being you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to use your channel and hopefully impact some of the people whose lives you've already impacted. Yeah, I I, I feel lucky to do this. And I'm 
appreciative. I reached out to you and you reached out pretty quickly and you were like, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, oh, that was easy. Okay, cool. Um, a lot of people, you know, it's much more hoops, a lot more of like this and that, but you were just like, yeah, let's do this. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, before I wrap things up, I always like to do a fun Q and A. I told you about that a little bit before, yes. but you have no idea what I'm going to ask you, right? No. So drum roll, please. This is where the drum roll happens, like in my head. Okay. So first question, um, what is your favorite late night snack? Uh, ben and Jerry's fish food. Oh, such a classic and good choice. I love that. Um, second question, what is your dream vacation? Oh, God. My dream vacation uh, it would be, I'm, uh, Katie and I are going on it in January with another couple. We are going to, um, an all-inclusive resort just outside of Cancun. Uh, and I'm not going to bring my laptop. Oh, such a good, I was literally going to say, don't worry about any of the social media or anything like that. Like just yeah. do you. Yeah. That yep. sounds awesome. That's it. Um, what are things that make you sad? Oh gosh things that make me sad when people say I can't work with you I have too much anxiety or I, I can't work with you until I get my mental health right that devastates yeah. me that is heartbreaking because that is literally my entire I don't even want to say business model it is my business model but that's the entire reason I exist is to help people integrate mental yeah. and physical health so that makes me sad uh it makes me sad that Canada's borders are really bad right now and it's very difficult and very expensive to go home because their borders are so bad and my mom still lives in Toronto. Oh. And uh, what else makes me sad? When people abuse animals. Oh, the, I can't, I could do a whole podcast on that alone. Right? Um, yeah, my my wife and I actually love going to Canada. Uh, we go to Niagara-on-the-Lake all the yeah. time. Uh, it is one of our favorite places in the world. It's so chill. It's so relaxed. We just, like, disconnect from everything, and we just enjoy the wineries and the wet restaurants, and it's just such a great – I love Toronto, too. Toronto is a really cool city. So um, hopefully we get that figured out so that we can get back over there, too. I'll go back to Niagara. Yeah, right? Oh, Niagara-on-the-Lake, that's the place. Yep, that's um it. It. the the opposite side what are things that make you happy my late night snack um, there you go oh my gosh nobody has said that yet before on a podcast but i've thought that different times such a good answer <laughs> that's why it's my late night snack um when people rescue puppies yes. um and when Katie surprises me by coming home early from work without telling me. Like if she fakes left, go right. Like she says, I'll be home around 3.30 as she's walking in the door at noon. She sounds like a pretty phenomenal human. Um, she's my phenomenal human. Yeah, yeah. See, that's great. I love that you just said, oh, you guys are amazing. Um, and then, okay, so last question. Uh, yeah. what, is it, what is advice you would give your younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? Take all the seconds you need. Oh my God! It's this is gonna make uh, this is about to make all of your listeners cry, Adam. So I apologize in advance. I would have made sure that my dad knew that I loved him before he passed away, and I would have told him a lot more instead of being a typical rebellious teenager. I would have said, "You're only gonna have your dad till you're 19, and you're gonna lose him tragically in a house fire. You better fucking tell that man every single day of your life." 
how much you love him, how much he has taught you, and how much you appreciate him. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, you touched on something that I preach about. My friends get sick of hearing it. Um, I always tell everybody, um, you, you live, we all live one day at a time. We have no idea what will happen tomorrow or even today. Um, so whenever people ask me, like, a, a lot of people talk to me about bigger life decisions that they have to make, you know, should I do this or that? I'm like, what if you have one week left to live? What would you do? What if you had one day left? What would you do? Who would you talk to? What would you say to people? Yeah. And I'm like, whatever that is, that's what you should do. And that's what we'll you should that. say. Yeah, totally. Go 100%. do that. Yeah. Um, so thank you for, for sharing that. And I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. Um, that's, that's terrible. Um, but you know, I think it's also important that when things happen like that, when bad and terrible things happen to us, um, to try to take something from it and try to learn something. Um, and just you saying that makes me feel like that you absolutely did. So, um, but yeah, no, whether listeners are crying or it's me over here with tears, um, you're, I, I really do. Uh, this is this has been one of the most enjoyable conversations I've had. I love your energy, your positivity, and your outlook on life. Uh, it's very, very inspiring. And I'm going to be a fan, uh, continue to be a fan. Um, and I would love to connect with you um, again down the road just to kind of see what you have going on and, and what's going on. And uh, if you ever decide to leave the sunny, beautiful skies of Tampa to, for Cleveland, we're here. My wife and I are here. Uh, yeah, let me let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you ever go, you know what, Tampa, just not doing it for me anymore. You know what would do it for me? Cleveland. 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 Um, yeah, so the more likely probability is that we come to Tampa. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I would let you know, but no, it's, uh, this has been, this has been really great to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Um, and yeah, I'm just, you know, really happy that we got to do this. Me too, Adam. Thank you so, so much for your time. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, for all of you listening out there, if this is your first time here, uh, welcome. Uh, if this is a second time here, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.